<laughs> Have you noticed that Camarda shanks his punts when he's aiming left? <laughs> right, have him say that. Yeah. And, yeah. and have him Are you like, saying that are you saying that Kirby doesn't listen to the Bulldog Brunch? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to My Gotta Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, my co-host John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with the South Carolina Gamecocks. We talk a good bit about their current interim coach Mike Bobo, and we close the episode with a little turkey talk. As always, remember you can follow us on social media at My Gotta Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, so we, we go to play uh, the Fighting Mike Bobos. Nope, sorry, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Saturday. It's the Bobo. It's the Bobo. Oh, the Bobo. That is amazing. Has anyone trademarked that yet? Uh, I saw someone talk about it on Twitter, so I, I can't claim it. I don't even know who it was, but yeah. It, got, it, it, it should, <laughs> whoever says that needs, needs to trademark that. That is, that you, is amazing. You need to trademark that bad boy. <laughs> uh, 7.30 p.m. kickoff under the lights. Um, we'll see how much they play Sandstorm. Uh, the play that uh, kickoff. The play that kickoff, obviously. Uh, you know what? I just realized that we aren't going to have to. We will hear a sandstorm the day yeah. after, th- after Thanksgiving. Dang it! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought we, were, I yeah. thought we were avoiding Georgia Tech this year. We're gonna. Our boys are gonna feel like they're right at home in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's the other like weird 2020 thing that is really weird and like we've we saw i know we were texting about uh patrick garvin's like history moment that he had today like on this day it was like the 95 tech game um the cannon parkman game and like back to uh, i'm like a nostalgic kind of person and was all up in arms about why we're playing auburn the second week you know um we ended up playing Tennessee more like when we usually do, but we're not going to going forward. And that annoys me. And so this is very weird to not be playing Georgia tech. Like we should be previewing the tech game and we're not, um, and I, I'm not a fan of that. I hate that. I'm, I'm upset. I, I, I guess at this point, like, I don't know, I guess maybe they did the right thing with the conference only, but I, I did originally, I, I was hoping that they would have gone with like a plus one thing so that we could play tech and South Carolina could play Clemson, et cetera. But, um, you know, Florida, Florida state, it's, it's things to miss those, but with the way things are going right now and all the cancellations, I guess maybe it was for the best, but, um, so I, I, I don't know. So I'm, it is, that is very weird for me that it's not tech, but I can get, I can deal with it. I can get over it. Anyway, I, we, we are, we don't need to talk about tech. Uh, I wish I wish you could. Although on the plus side, I can be friends with my tech friends. You know, for the first time, <laughs> first Thanksgiving in my there you go. ever. Right, right. It, it, it is yeah, everything can be more friendly this year. <laughs> hey, and you know what? We also don't have to suffer through the THWGs all over the place. Yeah, so that is a one benefit of living in North Carolina. Like, there's no tech fans around. <laughs> <laughs> um i think one of the benefits i actually do uh, uh rather enjoy our, our area that we're in um uh, but yeah that's def- that's a definite plus here uh not, not not nearly as many tech people around yeah i can't think of any that are around me actually now i think about it that, that that's kind of nice 
You still see them on the socials, though. I still, yeah, I have a ton of friends with the tech. I mean, like my main group of high school friends were, we were like 50 50, you know, generally speaking, Georgia and, or Georgia Tech. So I have a ton of friends that went to tech. Um, yeah. yeah. And I have all kinds of many, whenever we start playing tech again, uh, lots of memories that I can share in, in future episodes, but I won't go into those. <laughs> we're, we're playing South Carolina. Let's stop we are playing South Carolina. Which so the other thing I'll say, like, as far as like going there, right? Like, Sandstorm is, is annoying. Awful. It's it, like getting in and out is awful. Uh, I will say it's probably nice to be playing them this time of the year. It's also like incredibly hot there when we play them like second game, you know, That's um, true. That's super cool. hot. Um, the like rooster chicken sound that they play when they score is quite annoying um, or when big plays happen. And you know how like, like I feel like, and maybe this is, this is me being a homer, right? Like I feel like the <laughs> trumpet solo is like the greatest thing, like pregame, right? And like whenever, but whenever you go to like an away game for the first time, if you know someone there, they're always like, "Our pregame, you know, is like the greatest ever." And like, so like first time I went to South Carolina, I was like, "Oh, you're gonna be so blown away by the pregame, the thing we do. It's like 2001: in The Space Odyssey, and it's just like it's so amazing." And so I'm expecting this like spectacle, and it's like there's a little black box and they're playing 2001 a space odyssey and the thing drops and it's their mascot. And I was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? So, uh, yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, that was, that was great. So I don't know. Not a huge fan of that. Um, but whatever. Uh, have you ever been there? Uh, I've been through there. I've not been there for a game. Okay. Okay. But Columbia yeah. sucks. Yeah, I mean, I've been there. I, I've seen I've seen Georgia play there three times. Um, yeah, I went. Uh, yeah, cause we're there on even in even years. I went ninety eight, two thousand, and two thousand two. So I, I've I've been there. Um, I'm two and one uh, there in person. <laughs> um, so we got that yeah, going for us, right? Exactly. So which is nice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Although I won't be there, so you know, no, no, zero impact. <laughs> So South Carolina usually is this, this game is usually talking about like the beginning of the season and it being really hot. Like this game is usually my birthday weekend. So okay. historically yeah. it's at the very beginning of September or like the very super end of August or whatever. But like, yeah, most of the time this is the, this is like the, the beginning of September. So this is usually my birthday game. So it's a little weird for me as well, as far as the timing goes. Um, but yeah, um, I pretty much hate South Carolina because it's always that game that's like tripping us up at the, the beginning of the season or whatever. Like, you know, whoever wins this game historically has been like in the driver's seat for the SEC because, um, you know, if we lose this, we we lose this game early in the season, we usually are not, you know, we're not yeah. in the in the hunt for the SEC and vice versa. So. So um, I also feel like you, the way you talk about South Carolina is different from the way I feel about it. And this is where, with my whole, like, I feel like everything is very much driven about like, by like when you came of age as a Georgia fan. Right. So like for me, like, that's why I hate tech so much because like my freshman year and sophomore year and junior year, like we lost to them. Um, and like, so like for, for, for you, like when you were getting to, when you got to Georgia, was right there when like Spurrier went to tech 
I mean, wait, sorry, before you went to Tech. Oh, God. Before you went to South Carolina. Um, right. And like, and like they started beating us. Um, mm-hmm. Although, or wait, did I get that right? I guess that was Holtz, actually. So when you got there, Lou it was Holtz. Holtz. Was, Lou so Holtz you were was there, there for a while. Yeah. yeah. So you're there. Yeah, so Holtz. And then, and again, like, that, like they beat us, right? Like, um, like mm-hmm. 2000, they beat us. And then 2001, they beat us. So yeah, like your first two years of school, they beat us. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel, uh, so my personal opinion is this is like forming this hatred of South Carolina within you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have these. Obi, Obi, Jim Kenobi. Yes, I, yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's kind of how I feel. Um, I'm not turning yeah, to the dark side, but this game usually is like the, it's like a monkey's back for us in so general. That's the interesting thing, right? And it, 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 it is like, like, so it's, it's weird. Cause like all time series. So we lead the series 51, 19 and two. So not super close, but the last 10 games were five and five against them. Um, now we have won four of the last five. So I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of back and forth um, there. And it, I, don't know, I, I guess of late, it's been a bit, a bit streaky. Um so, but yeah, I mean, for sure. And it's one of those ones where like, we've, especially when it was early in the season, like you lose it, you're kind of out of the race. Right. Um, right. That's a, that's a one that can really trip you up and, and hurt you. Um, yeah. It was, it was usually a trap game and, you know, they always seem to have one player, although now like those years that they would beat us, like, you know, they either had Connor Shaw, like, decide that he mm-hmm. was going to drop bombs on us or whatever. And then yeah, uh, you got some of those games where it's like, you know, we decide to not play special teams and they get a fake punt and no, that's, that's what causes us to leave uh, to lose. <sighs> or yeah. you got like a guy like Jadevian Clowney, like comes in and just absolutely destroys us um, yep. Yep. from a, from a defensive standpoint. So like, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Lattimore when they had Lattimore at tailback. Yeah. Lattimore at tailback. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, I don't feel super worried about this game right now, especially with the way that the offense is, is running right now. Um, you know, the defense yeah. certainly concerns me with a, a quarterback guru, but, you know, s- similar to the Mississippi State's problem, you know, South Carolina's got numbers problems too. They've got guys that have quit. Um, yeah. They have, I think you and I were looking at this. I can't remember exactly how many players they've had. They've had like a defensive lineman. They had like four, three or four cornerbacks or defensive backs quit. They had like a linebacker quit. So like their defense is reeling right now. Yeah. Both of their like starting corners have opted out for the remainder of the season to prepare for the draft. Um, which, yeah. Which is probably not surprising when they fire their head coach, who is a defensive guru. <laughs> and probably right. the reason why they came. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, so first time since uh, Bobo left Georgia that we'll, that we'll face him. Um, and so I'm mean, going to have to call out, like, I love Mike Bobo. Like, you know, he, I loved him as a player. Um, I'll never forget, you know, him beating Florida and ending that drought, um, his, his senior season. Um, he played mm-hmm. with Kirby, you know, that's why they're so tight. Um, you know, he was, uh, you know, he's a little bit older, but they were tight then they've stayed close. Um, I was opining and openly wanting him to come be our offensive coordinator, uh, when things were looking like he was going to not be there at Colorado state anymore. I hated to see him leave when he left Georgia. I was very upset about that. I felt like, 
uh, I still put that on McGarity. Um, I don't think he really wanted to leave, um, but I feel like he didn't get the support he was looking for. Um, so yeah, now, I mean, and I like his offense. Uh, I like the offense he runs. Um, I was never a, a Bobo hater. Um, saying run the dang ball Bobo is fun. Um, <laughs> it is fun to say these things, but I, but I, will, I love this offense. It will always be fun. It will yeah. always be fun for the remainder of our days. We'll, uh, still, we'll be 80s years old. We'll be saying run the dang ball Bobo. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I, I do have one Bobo story. And I'm gonna I'm gonna text you something, uh, and I, I want to see if you if you were aware of this. Oh geez, here we go. What am I getting here? This is a clip from an issue of the Red and Black. Of course, uh, it it's was, from the Red and Black. It's probably one so, of the you got like the Red and Black archives there at the Wood Residence. Yes, I did. So uh, <laughs> great site, uh, G- Georgia Historic Newspapers. Uh, they have every uh, red and black like ever um, scanned in there, and so this is That's from the awesome. January January seventh, nineteen ninety eight uh, issue. I had to dig to find this. Uh, the headline of this little blurb this was on like page seven of the red and black. So because this had happened in December, and so you know the red and black doesn't print while students are not on campus. Bobo's charges dismissed. Bobo, had, Bobo, in, got a, Bobo got arrested back in the day. <laughs> that, that's crazy. But what I'm what I'm guessing the reason you sent this to me is because it was at Allen's or behind Allen's over yes, near exactly. all stomping grounds. That's right. <laughs> Which, by so, the way, Allen's is a fantastic burger joint, or it was. I don't know if it's still there. I can't remember. Uh, so it's not in that same spot. Uh, that spot on Prince closed. Um, it reopened at one point, like closer to downtown. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still there though. Uh, but I know that happened. Uh, I know like that even like my dad used to go to Allen's all the time when, when he was in school. Um, yeah. he, he tells me that was his last meal, uh, as a, as a single man before he got married, uh, was a hamburger at Allen's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but so, so the, the reason I was trying to look this up I, in my mind, it doesn't say this in this article and I found a couple of articles. So this was basically like, you know, school's out, uh, you know, so it's between the last game and we were in the Outback Bowl that year. Um, so this is the, you know, January 1st, uh, 98 Outback Bowl from the 97 season. The way I remember it was that Bobo and Kirby both got arrested. Now, this article only talks about Bobo, but like, no offense to Kirby, but like, Bobo was the quarterback. And so I, I feel like it was both of them because they were roommates. Uh, so basically, like, there was a fight at this club foxes that was behind Allen's. I don't remember that place. I don't um, remember that place. <laughs> and like the based cops on, were like, oh, go ahead, what? Based on the location, I can't imagine. Right, <laughs> <Why>? exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And so like there was a fight there and like the cops were like yelling at Bobo, like come over here, whatever. And he like ran back into the club or something. <laughs> and so they arrested him for like <laughs> fleeing the scene or something silly like that. So ultimately the charges were dropped and he was able to lead Georgia to an Outback Bowl victory over Ron Dane in Wisconsin. So there's my, mm. there's my, uh, my Bobo memory, not, not his, his favorite memory, but I, I swear Kirby was with him. If, if anyone listening uh, re- re- recollects that uh, hit us up. <laughs> Seriously. Apparently it's yeah. Fox's Fox's tavern. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's crazy. yeah. I'm guessing that's not there anymore. <laughs> I don't know. There's a phone number on Yelp. We could call it and see. That'd be amazing. <laughs> amazing. That'd be that'd be great podcast content. We sh- we can call. <laughs> we'll do we'll do like waiting since last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, uh, that was my general banter. Uh, I and for like news and notes, I went through the press conference and I didn't see a whole lot in there that jumped out to me. Um, only thing was that. Uh, Kirby again used the word hopeful around Jordan Davis, which that kind of concerns me because as we've seen, whenever he's hopeful, doesn't really mean anything. Um, but he did say that, right. Yeah. That's like three weeks in a row that he said this. Um, but he did say that he, that Jordan Davis is closer to a return than LeCount. Um, so, you know, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if LeCount ever gets to come back. He, you know, he did clarify he's not going to opt out. We, we had never, I don't think we ever mentioned that, but. Um, we saw that. So I know he's trying to get back, but it sounds like Davis, you know, maybe we'll see him, which would obviously be awesome. I, I didn't see anything that was news newsy. I mean, nothing about any, any COVID, you know, cases or anything like that causing the game to potentially be canceled. I haven't seen anybody else defect that hasn't already announced that they're defecting from South Carolina. So yeah. it doesn't seem like that there's anything, but I will say, I did take a peek based on our conversation about the weather and how this is usually a hot. And I do see that it's about a 50% chance for rain Mm. on Saturday as of right now. Interesting. Okay. In Columbia. Okay. Mm. Raining at night. That could, that could be interesting. Yeah. So the high is supposed to be about 67, low 47. It's about a 50% chance of rain. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's not wet, because I would love for us to not have wet conditions, particularly with the running game the way that it was last week. Right. True. Yeah. You kind of want to turn out the rushing yards uh, when it when it's raining. And, yeah. We, we will get to evaluate and see how uh, JT Daniels deals with a wet ball. Yeah. Um, you know, any any word on his hand size? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We, we, I, I didn't actually. I haven't listened to uh, to punt and pass yet. Maybe Aaron Murray will talk about that. I I, I bet he will. <laughs> if there's rain in the forecast, Aaron Murray will talk about uh, JT Daniels' hand size. So we'll, we'll have to listen out for that and <laughs> and their preview episode. Um, Check it out. Yeah, but I did see. Oh, I guess the only other kind of funny thing. Did you see like a there's like a like an LA reporter that called in. Um, there's a guy like that used to cover JT Daniels at USC and he asked a question about JT Daniels and he was like, so why didn't he play? Uh, why didn't he play before this game? Like he said it in like the South Carolina, um, media availability and Kirby was like, um, we already addressed that on Saturday. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that. He said, yeah, Kirby's answer was we covered that after the game. Maybe you should go back and check those notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, poor guy that's like uh, that's like the guy that that's like the guy that uh urban meyer like would always like blast or whatever <laughs> like, uh, he would have to sit in the seat like 37a or something like that like right, right behind the, right behind a post and in, in the swamp uh too funny all right uh where do we want to go you want to you want to talk about the offense first or the defense uh, let's talk about 
our offense versus their defense, because I actually feel like okay. that that's going to be the tail of the tape for us. Okay. I mentioned this, I mentioned this to you in the lead up to our conversations today about this is actually the first time, you know, based on stats today, you know, kind of thing. If you look at all of the, all of the defensive stats, this is like the first team that we've played, you know, passing defense that we've played that's actually worse than we are. Um, so I think that, I think that that will be, that will be crucial and helpful, uh, for Mr. Daniels, even with a wet ball, if it were to come mm -hmm. to fruition there with, on the weather side of things that we at least have a pretty terrible pass defense, um, that we're coming up against. So there's that, I think that, you know, when you, you look at the teams that are underneath the teams that are worst in South Carolina are Vandy, Ole Miss, and LSU, which is having like the just a historic worst terrible time right now. But like when you got Vandy and Mississippi um, as the next worst teams after you, so effectively, effectively you're the worst team in the SEC <laughs> on past defense. Right. right. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, and so I guess the thing too there is like. You know, a lot of those games were played with their best corners who are now gone, <laughs> right? That's so true. you think mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, going to potentially get even even worse um, and your defensive-minded head coach is gone. Um, yep. So I don't know. That doesn't seem to bode well. So I'm looking at it from a, from a passing defense standpoint, and that was where I kind of honed in was, you know, Basically, what we saw on display against Mississippi State is that they were sold out to stop the run. Based on based on how the how Muschamp typically builds those teams, like they he usually tries to build them to stop the run as well. So like they're usually pretty aggressive just in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I fully expect that. And if I were the defensive coordinator, which I don't even know who is the defensive coordinator at this point at South Carolina right now, but um, if if I were the defensive coordinator and drawing up a game plan based on the numbers, I would be dialing up pressure to do exactly what Mississippi state did and just hope that, you know, you could get home to Daniels more often than Mississippi state did, although mm. their defense is worse than Mississippi state in that regard. So there's that. <laughs> um, I don't know, man, the, the, their passing defense, you know, they're comp allowing completion percent of what 67%. Um, yards per attempt. Basically, every time every time someone throws the ball, it's about ten yards. You're, you're getting ten yards of completion. Okay. Against them. Um, well, they're through, also their their rushing defense isn't very good either. I mean, so right. so they're like eleventh in the league in in rushing. So they give up 166 yards a game, whereas Mississippi State gives up 110. So I don't know that maybe we can uh, break out of <laughs> what happened. I mean, if they're still enough to stop the run like that, uh, I mean, maybe it won't happen, but I mean, uh, like, it doesn't seem like they're as good at doing it. Right. So they've, they've surrendered the most yards through the air than any other team in the SEC. Okay. Man, see, this is like the, like identity crisis for me right here. Cause it's like, <laughs> This is where, like, I 
Typically, I still say establish the run, run the ball, you know, kind of deal. And then, like, here, like, with what you're telling me, you're like, well, but their pass defense is terrible. And, like, that's the way to beat them. And that's where, like, in the past, I, like, I would be like, oh, our offensive coordinator has seen something and they're just trying to keep exploiting this, but it's not working and they'll never, they'll never leave. So, I don't know. I always – like I, I say, I love to run the ball and I do like, that's how I grew up or whatever, but I, ultimately I just want to be successful and I want to do what works. So again, no, uh, you know, square pegs into round holes, whatever's working. I mean, let's do that. <laughs> and that's, that's what we did against Mississippi state. Right. Um, it was like, we got to the point where it was like, God, stop running the ball. Like <laughs> it's what's working, you know, uh, proof that so, I am, uh, uh, you know, adaptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, player frankly it seems like that we're going to be able to do it really just depends on how they come out i mean so mississippi state showed that they could definitely shut down an entire swath of our offense right they basically yeah. shut down our run which nobody has really been able to do against us in quite some time yeah. um certainly not like that so if if they were to come to the table with something like that like you could see them maybe I feel like that they're not going to have nearly as much success just based on the numbers. Like, I mean, Mississippi state has one of the best defenses in the, in the conference. And I just mentioned, you know, the past defense. So on the run defense side of things, you know, they've surrendered the third most yards. Um, Arkansas has surrendered more yards than South Carolina has. Ole Miss is the, again, statistically Ole Miss is the worst defense in the entire SEC. So there's that. Yeah. Um, South Carolina is not very good. They're just not very good. Um, no, and, the, and they're the defense, and on the defensive side, and their record well, and their shows rec- that. Yeah, their record shows it. I mean, they're 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 two and six, um, and their only wins are Vanderbilt and Auburn. <laughs> boom, boom. Shh. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Auburn right. dig. Auburn dig. Um, I, this is, and honestly, like that's the game that I watched the most of probably when they beat Auburn. Um, and they kind of got, they kind of got hot and Nick's didn't have a great day. And he threw some picks to the corners who are no longer there. You know what I mean, <laughs> right. So like, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so this could set up to be the opportunity for us to take advantage of one thing or another. So you know, yep. if again, I still I still stand by that. If I were in South Carolina's shoes, I would do everything they could to stop the run. I just don't think that they got the horses in the stable to even suggest that they could even try to do that because, yeah, it just doesn't look like the numbers back that up. Yeah, I mean, and I because again, you know, if you can get a team to be one one dimensional, it helps. And right from their standpoint, they're saying, "Well, JT Daniels did it once. Can he do it again?" Um, and we may or may not find out, find that out, right. Depending on how successful they are at stopping the run. I'd also say, I mean, I would expect, um, the coaches are not too pleased with how the running running game went against Mississippi state. Um, you know, that's one of those, we won, but, you know, kind of back to the drawing board, um, you know, Kirby did make the comments about, you know, you can be more creative in the running game. Um, I, I mean, there's no way they're going to hold us to that low rushing output. I, I, I feel like there will be a challenge to the line, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, to get a to get a put to get a better push this week. So I, I do not expect that. And I mean, and that excites me because if Daniels was slinging the ball around that, 
like that on Saturday with a completely ineffective rushing game. Like imagine what he's doing, what he can do if we can also run the ball. Right. Um, where they're truly having to, to worry about that. I don't know that, that, that excites me. Um, and, and, and that, that's going to be the big, but the big thing everyone is going to be watching is can Daniels do that again? And, and when I buy, when I say, can he do that again? Like, I don't so much mean like, is he going to throw for 400 yards again? <laughs> Cause I don't think he we, might. you know, he, he could. And I, I'd like to think that like, we don't necessarily need him to do that, but I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm all for 400 yard passing game. Particularly if our defense can get some stops. So, you know, we talked about this in the, in the Mississippi review. I mean, you know, we're not playing an offense the the same. So, our defense got gashed, you know, period, point blank. Offensive yep. line got beat. So there will be challenges on both sides of those on the ball this week. Uh, we're not playing – we're playing a more conventional style offense that, you know, frankly, Kirby Smart has a little bit more familiarity with, especially given the fact that these are – this is his best friend, yep. you know, kind of thing. So um, the fact that Muschamp is not there – uh, also kind of plays into it because I feel like that Muschamp kind of has has Kirby's number a little bit. Um, mm. So I'm hoping, frankly, that uh, that we have a pretty good – I'm hoping that this sets up to for us to be able to move the ball pretty effectively and really kind of get some experience across the board. The spread's 21 and a half, which, again, just <laughs> – Hashtag Bulldog season 2020 just feels way too high. <laughs> but if if we're moving the ball the way that we did uh, against uh, against Mississippi State, and you like to I like our chances on defense to shut them down a little bit more, obviously move the ball a little bit more effectively on the offensive side than we did against a you know pretty a pretty uh, stout defense with Mississippi yeah. State. So. Yeah, I'd like to see us be able to, and again, whatever. Like if you score, you know, you're scoring 30, 40 points. I don't really care how much you, how you get there, I guess, so much. Um, other than, you know, like the whole, like I, I'm not a huge fan of the track meet. Uh, it would be nice to see if we can be a little bit more methodical, um, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so, but like, it, 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 just like the trio of Pickens, Burton, and Jackson, right? I mean, also, right? I mean, that those three guys um, all played so well on Saturday. I'd love to see that. Um, at you know, those three at Washington, McKitty, and then a potential reemergence of D Rob, you know, he, may, he could be maybe that fourth guy in that receiver rotation. Um, I think that that bodes, that bodes well. And again, like, the passing game continues the way it is, then teams are going to have to respect the pass. They're going to get back off a little bit. And then you hit him with Zimmer White. You hit him with James Cook. Um, and we did see Kenny McIntosh uh, back in a limited role um, last week as well. So get, that, get those guys out there. I mean, it, it, when, when you get into it, it's like that kind of pick your poison thing for the defense, right? Um, that's where we want to be. I mean, we always talk about like – like the way it seems at Georgia, whether it's like, oh, the offense is clicking, but not the defense or vice versa. <laughs> and then like yeah, we, this year it's been like the running game has worked, but we can't hit the passes. And then last week it was the opposite. <laughs> Can we do all of it? Uh, that'd be cool. 
Uh, the ever going the ever going question can we play four quarters <laughs> right yes yes exactly shout out adam weissian friend of the show did we hey, did we play did we play two halves i'd say we played two halves uh, we, 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 two play, we were at least consistent yeah yeah we played two halves in offense uh well and we played uh we probably played at least a quarter uh pretty good defense uh, in the last game so <laughs> uh but yeah i think that this is ultimately going to come down to can their defense can their defense even stop us uh, in right. any in any facet to make it a difference one way or the other so yeah i don't know that f- in order for us to throw 400 yards we would really have to not be moving the ball really that effectively at all from a, from a running game standpoint kind of like what we saw cuz you know we had tried, we had tried to run the ball pretty, you know, we had tried to run the ball, but we just couldn't. So the only other option was to go over the top. So, right. I do think that we're going to stretch the field um, just based on everything that I've seen with Monken um, all, all season long. I fully expect the arm talent of JT Daniels to be on display because the way that he was completing passes deep was pretty impressive, especially on the outside throws mm-hmm. down the down the sidelines. And then, um, you know, he was able to check down. He was able to throw throw over the middle to Burton for touchdown. So, and frankly, he threw over the middle to Kiers Jackson for touchdown. He threw. He, he was he was throwing the ball all over the all over the place. You know, Kiers he, he was he was inside outside. Like he's throwing over the middle. He's throwing it to throwing the you know the deep ball. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like uh, when you're completing, we, we, when you're completing fifty six percent of your passes that are deep. Yeah, those right. numbers are pretty good. <laughs> right. I don't want to get in trouble with with Drew Butler uh, talking about him like a James Patterson novel. We saw <laughs> John Patterson. Yeah, John, John Patterson. Patterson, <laughs> John Patterson novel. Uh, <laughs> although I did have a hallmark moment, you know, with JT Daniels, so maybe I'm guilty. Maybe I am the guy that. Uh, you know, I, I'm like Dan Young, who 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 got the the ire of, of Drew Butler uh, today. <laughs> what about? I mean, wh- why does it got to be a John Patterson? Like, does nobody like Nicholas Sparks? I mean, is that not a thing yeah. anymore? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's a valid question. We need to investigate. We all have wives. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Uh, um. So uh, we, we talked about their defense a little bit. Uh, um. Or sorry, their offense with our defense you do we want to go there their offense with our defense okay yeah yeah i, I, I don't you go i i gave a dissertation i felt like for yeah, you, I mean, you, went into, you went into a bit I, i'll say like you know i mentioned before like that i am a, I, I'm a i'm a fan of mike bobo um i know we talk about this a lot that we both subscribe to and, and read the athletic um seth emerson had a, had a great article uh, that came out today, which today is Monday, um, about Bobo, um, about his offense, about his offense at Georgia, kind of where it stands in the annals um, of all-time Georgia offenses. Um, and like that two, 2014 offense, like scored the most points. Uh, you know, 12, 14 were excellent. Seven, all, all under, all under Bobo. But kind of the the knock is like the one thing goes wrong. Um, so we're like 12. You know, SEC championship game didn't spike the ball. Um, you know, fourteen at South Carolina, uh, 
Gurley is dominating. We don't hand it off to Gurley, run play action, and Hudson Mason gets intentional grounding. Like it's like the, the kind of single things that you can uh, nitpick with him is kind of like kind of what happened to him. And obviously run the dang well, um, <laughs> run, run the ball, Bobo. <laughs> um, but I, you know, but I, I like, I like Bobo. I like him. I like his offense. He has a good offense. I don't think he has, he doesn't have the players at South Carolina um, that he had at his, dis, dis, you know, at, uh, at his disposal at, at Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, they also are in a quarterback controversy right now as well. Um, so, you know, they had the, the, the transfer, uh, from Colorado state, Colin Hill, they came over with Bobo. He's been the starter pretty much all year. Um, but last week in a loss to Missouri, they, they made a switch and they went to their true freshman Doty. He finished out the game. Um, and as of today, we're recording, they have not announced and it sounds like they may not announce. So we may have a, another, uh, instance on our hands where quarterback will be, revealed uh for south carolina when their offense runs out um it is nice to that we we don't have that question for georgia this week <laughs> for the first time in a while um so, so they're they're in that they're they are also in that in that situation um yeah and again still like on their horses right on their team like leading receiver shy smith he's all he's questionable um and they've got another receiver receiver uh leggett he's out for the season um, he's like third, I guess, in, in catches among receivers. Um, so they're down, they're, they're depleted. We've talked about their opt-outs. Um, I know there's definitely strong on the, or the, a lot of opt-outs on the defensive side, but, um, I know that's, that's, those were the things that I had, I had jotted down for, for their offense. And then as far as our defense, man, I really hope we can have Jordan Davis back. <laughs> I mean, that's been that's definitely been a recurring kind of thing for me is just like, man, we're missing, we're, we are really missing the interior of the defensive line in order to not only eat space, but eat manpower as well as, you know, he's just a beast in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So we, like we said, that, you know, lookout won't be back. Um, I don't know. Like I, I definitely feel better about the defense this week against a more traditional offense, like we said, we're familiar with it. We know it. Um, kind of get back to normal a little bit. I kind of throw out what we saw last week with the uniqueness of what Mississippi State runs. Um, oh, this may give us a little bit better of a, of a signal on our defense playing against a more traditional offense. Yeah, the... I mean, from a statistical standpoint, their offense lines up more closely with Auburn, uh, Auburn, Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, Tennessee. So basically, you've got you know Ole Miss, A and M, Alabama, and then from there it's everybody else. Basically, from a yeah, statistical yeah, yeah. standpoint, so you got Kentucky, you got Auburn, you got South Carolina from a from a yards per game kind of scenario. Um, I mean, I think that they're basically. I, I don't know. I, I just don't see them. I'm, I'm not too worried about them from an offensive standpoint. That's kind of what I'm when I'm looking at here from a statistical standpoint, the offensive side of the ball looks to be just as much of a struggle for, 
you know, for many of these guys, I mean, Tennessee is having an epic problem with the passing game. Kentucky was ha- is having an epic problem, and those are the two worse than them. You know, outside yeah. of that, you know, Georgia, you know, was having more <laughs> passing success than South Carolina was. So I don't know right. that that's necessarily going to bode very well for them when, you know, if they're not doing – if they're not getting the job done passing the ball – they're definitely not going to get the job done with this defense set up for the run to defend the run. Um, I just don't, I'm just, I'm just not super worried about them from an offensive standpoint because I'm not seeing anything that looks lights out. Nothing of it screams part of the reason probably why Muschamp was fired. Um, yeah. 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 Agent Muschamp, which by the way, um, I really hope that after this game that we find a way to, you know, bring Muschamp on as an analyst of some sort. That would not, that would not break my heart to have Muschamp on as a defensive analyst at UGA, which could then shortly be followed by Mike Bobo, the offensive analyst for UGA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm all on board with that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I wanted him, I wanted to be our offensive coordinator. Uh, You know, when, when, when things didn't work out at Colorado state, I was hoping he would have a homecoming, but I'm happy with Munkin. The only I'm, I, I agree, which I, I'm going to get to why I feel that way, but the only reason that I feel that way is because I do feel like that at some point Dan Lennon is going to get taken away from us. Um, mm-hmm. At some point, Monken I believe will you know kind of be looking having eyes on the on the NFL, particularly with the way that his offense has looked. You know, yeah. not necessarily jumping out on paper, but if you're a film reviewer of sorts you could see that this guy can coach offense. So I feel like that the NFL is going to come calling for him or somebody else, you know, in college football will come calling, give him a shot, maybe in the SEC. Um, Hopefully not. But, you know, one of the things that I feel like that, that, um, you know, would be nice for us to have is, you know, bringing on these coaches kind of similar to how Saban does things at Alabama where he brings them on as analysts before he ever brings them on as a coach kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's almost like an internship of sorts. So right. like it would be nice to have, have those guys come back home and be with Kirby just from no, a, it is. And like, a, Homer, you know, like, a Homer standpoint. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And like, that's where, I mean, you know, like, like continuity is great and, and, and you do want continuity, but if you're, if your coordinators are leaving for head coaching jobs, that's a sign that your program is in good shape. Right. And so then we just need, you know, Kirby needs to be good at finding the, finding the replacement. Right. Um, so, you know, first swing was a swing and a miss with Coley for him. <laughs> um, you know, going, going from Cheney to Coley did not work out, but the fact that he had, uh, I mean, he, he swallowed his pride and admitted that after one season, uh, which I think is remarkable, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he could have dug in and said, and given his in the, given an in the arena answer and you know response and said I know and you know this and that and, and kept him enforced on and and he did he, he made a change so I, I give him a, a ton of credit for that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think the keys for this game, you know, Georgia, can we can we replicate some of the passing success? Can we get the running game going? Um, those are things that I'm going to be looking at from an offensive standpoint. If we can do either of those things, I feel like we win this game pretty handily. And, you know, I'm looking at the, you know, spread, I'm looking at the score. 
you know, maybe 21 and a half isn't, isn't, a, isn't a bad spread there. Um, mm-hmm. Last week against Mississippi state, I felt like it was a mountain, but I don't know. I feel like we can, I feel like we can beat these guys pretty handily. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a, a, a special teams thing that I heard. Uh, I've got another bulldog brunch uh, tidbit that I heard uh, a bulldog. Oh, brunch week. man. So uh, Kevin Butler, someone called in and was asking Kevin Butler about about Kamarda and was 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 mentioning that like he seems to have like one of these shanks right in the games of late, which we didn't talk about the Mississippi State review, but um, he did he had one again. Um, and something I had not noticed. Butler said that when he does it, it's the punts that he is angling to the left. So that when he's going straight, he booms it. When he's kicking to the right, he booms it. And when he's kicking left. Those are the ones that end up, that tend to be shanked, um, and he's he said that it has something to do with like his swing plane with his leg, so I don't know, <laughs> something, something to watch for. It was interesting because then they talked about like Jeff Dancer was like, well, if he's having trouble kicking the left, maybe he should just kick it straight or kick it to the right. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of one know? of those things. That's kind of one of those things that I feel like that wasn't he. He was yeah. Wasn't Kevin was. Butler like an analyst? He was uh, a, like a like a uh, GA or something like that. He was that. a grad That's assistant. Ago. Yep. So he went. Was he it, went. Was it, during, uh, was it during seventeen? It was. So yeah, yeah, it was. He was there. I think he was there sixteen and seventeen. So I think he basically went to graduate school and he was there for like for two years. Hmm. Um, and so he was a grad assistant sixteen and seventeen. I mean, he. I mean, you know, and like think of the kicking game at the time. So that was the emergence of hot rod. Um, and then yeah. like in 17, Cam Nizalek was an amazing punter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I wish he was, I wish he was still on the payroll. I wish he was still something. Um, I know we have, you know, we, you've got Scott Cochran as special teams coordinator, but he's obviously not like working with the kickers on, you know, their, you know, their swing of their leg and that kind or, of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like that's the you know difference between college and the NFL. Like, like college does have limits on how many coaches you can have, but you can't have the analysts. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, like what all the rules of what folks can and can't do, but um, would be nice. I would, I would love to have him still on the payroll, in addition to his uh, post game college show with Jeff Dancer. <laughs> so maybe what we need to do is we need to have like Seth Emerson or, you know leggy or any some of these guys like ask kirby like hey have you noticed that <laughs> have you noticed that camarda shanks his punts when he's aiming left <laughs> right and then say that yeah and, yeah and have are you like, saying that are you saying that kirby doesn't listen to the bulldog brunch <laughs> <laughs> well i just feel like that maybe he doesn't maybe he was busy he's a busy dude he's probably hitting the recruiting uh, trail on sundays um uh, anyway. I uh, I just feel like that that's something that someone should be noticing. Maybe it's Scott Cochran, maybe it's someone else. But like, I agree. Like, it's almost it almost feels like that it's one of those things. Kind of like uh, what's his face uh, used to do with the directional kicking or whatever. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> we like it. We like a challenge. Like, are you right. freaking kidding me, dude? How about we just kick it through the end zone? Like it's right. a punter like do we really feel like the kicking it 10 yards to the left is going to make that big of a difference in the game so that mainly happened under rick who who was the guy he was like the crazy coach he was like a defensive 
coach or something and he worked with the special teams a lot and he was like of the super animated coach he was the one that came up with the directional kicking concept with rick um he used to always do it and i am blanking on, on his name this is terrible this is i'm getting disappointed in myself uh oh, come on come on man i can see his face he had like white hair uh and like all the players said that he was like he was crazy <laughs> Uh, oh well, Fabris. Ah, there you go, Fabris. Yes, John Fabris. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that, that loved the directional kicking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the one that like came up with that that idea. Hate hate the directional kick. Kick it in through the end zone. Tony Wallace favorite play. <laughs> That's not, not 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 so much not so much kick it through the end zone on the punts, but maybe we just kick it straight instead of trying to kick it you know to the right. left or whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. So there, be, there, there is my bulldog brunch uh, and, and special teams tidbit. Man, you always have to. I, I, gotta, I gotta listen to the bulldog brunch more. It's great on the. Uh, my recommendation is to listen to it on the uh, the podcast, like the official Georgia podcast. I subscribe to that. That's good because uh, well, basically because they leave all the they leave the commercials in, but you can like fast forward through them. If you listen to it on the radio, it's like two hours, right? But if you listen to it on the podcast, you can skip the commercials. Uh, and they've got like the Shock and Chip, DJ Shockley and uh, West Blank and Chip uh, is on there. Um, Jeff Dance has been doing the 40 for 40 things on the AD season. Um, they got a lot of good content on there. It's, it's, it's good. Good stuff. Okay. I got some picks. I got some picks for you. you Want to hit some picks? Let's go. All right. This one I don't expect to actually track. So we're not going to track this one, but I just thought it was fun. <laughs> Over, under, Number of times that the broadcast will show a picture of Mike Bobo in a Georgia uniform. <laughs> so I didn't even set an over under. I just wanted to say that because it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be like, did you know that Mike Bobo played and coached at Georgia? Like that's gonna be like half the broadcast. So anyway, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so what? I don't know. What would you if if you were setting that over under? What would you set it at? Three. Three. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, that's what's predicted. Or, or two and a half, I guess. Two and a half. <laughs> Ooh, I go over. Yeah, I go over. Maybe okay. we just set it at three. Which at which point I'll, I'll just go push. <laughs> okay, you take. We'll set it at three. You'll go push. I'll go. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll go over. Okay, we're not going to actually even track that though. <laughs> if you want to keep a tally, that's cool. Uh, you might as well. <laughs> you, you got your legal pad there. Like, let's right, that's true. I do have the legal, legal pad. Although I don't have the legal pad with me while I'm watching the games. Maybe I should. Maybe that needs to be a new addition to the setup. I don't know. I spent too much time texting you and texting my dad and then like tweeting. Like, I don't think I can handle the legal pad too, which I sometimes question. <laughs> am I like doing too many things during the game? There's something to be said about just watching it. <laughs> But it's like my phone starts like blowing up and go cra- going crazy, and it's usually either like you or my dad or Tim Riley, and then like I'm texting <laughs> back, and yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I I, I I can't stop. So, so locally for me, locally for me, like in terms of just like having someone just to watch the game with I, I, is fun. So like, yeah. But unfortunately for me, I've got I've got a guy that doesn't really like watch Georgia all that much. Like he doesn't really take it that seriously, but calls himself a Georgia fan, didn't go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then the two alumni that I have that are right across the street from me, like they have like 
they're always working. So like they're mm. almost never home. So like when I'm, unless I, unless I plan, I get together, I'm pretty much watching it outside or, you know, by myself. So. <laughs> That's usually how I am. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, sometimes the kids will humor me and watch with me, you know, Kim will, Kim will watch. Um, but yeah. And then like, I'll have neighbors on if I have neighbors over or go over to someone's house, like, like sometimes not so much this season, but in normal times, you know, some of like, Hey Jim, you know, I'll, I'll throw the Georgia game on, you know, if you, if you want to come over. Um, so I, you know, I tend to do that, but I'm the only like Georgia fan there generally around here. So. All right. Another, next ne- another negative for North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although I do have some Georgia neighbors right down there. There's, there are some, there are some Georgia fans around, but yeah, not, not nearly as much, not like, not like living in the Metro Atlanta area. Yeah. Um, all right. Over under Georgia rushing yards at 149.9. That's our average. Last week we were way under, but I'm going for our season average. Will we, will we go over or under? I'm going to go under because I feel like that Munkin has found his new toy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to go over to be different. I'm going to go opposite of what we usually do. Um, okay. South Carolina starting quarterback. You going to go Hill or you going to go the freshman? Well, I'm going to go with the freshman because I feel like that it's kind of like a Mississippi State scenario because yeah. he wasn't getting the job done. And obviously the offensive stats kind of support that. I feel like that Bobo – I feel like Bobo is probably kind of in that same boat with, um, with Leach is that he's analyzed what he had to work with. And you know what? It ain't working out, Chief. So yeah. you got to go different. Okay. I'm going to, st- I'm going to go back to the normal, uh, my got a podcast, Jim and John agree on everything. And I'm going to go Doty as well for the starting quarterback. For South Carolina. <laughs> All right. Th- those were the only ones I jotted down. Uh, uh, and then just the score, unless you want to add any, unless you had anything you wanted to pick. Hmm. Let's see here. Over, over, under, over, under <laughs> one and a half quarterbacks. For Georgia. For us? I didn't know if you thought we would get up enough to see a, nah. a, a, uh, mailman, well, a mailman sighting or a, or a Mathis sighting. Mm, what about a Beck sighting? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mr. Beck is uh, riding the pine the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. Because he was 100% healthy in the beginning of this debacle of an offensive season. Yeah, I think for, I feel like for him, like, you know, no spring practice kind of that really hurt him. So, Agreed. Right, are you going to go over? You, you think we're going to get up so much that someone comes in for mop up duty? I, no, I think, I think that they're going to let JT air it out. I, I, I think that at this point, Kirby has something, Kirby has a point to prove, and I feel like he's got an axe to grind. And he's going to, yeah. like I said, I feel like Monken has his, uh, he has his new toy that he wants to play with. Well, and the reality is Daniels needs reps too, right? Yeah. So I, I don't see them taking him out. So Agreed. Okay, let's get to our final predictions. So we mentioned it earlier. Line currently sits at Georgia minus 21 and a half. Over under is currently at 49. So with my math, that'd be roughly like a like a 35, 35 to 14, 14 something like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of game. 
um, if it went exactly like that. Uh, I, I didn't write, I didn't do a score ahead of time. I did not prepare like I did last week. I had like, I had everything already. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be going, I'm going to be going on the fly here. So I don't know if you, do you want to, you want to give yours first or do you want me to give mine? So before we sat down, I was thinking like a 35, 14 kind of scenario here. So like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like the spread, you know, like I said, whenever I see it, at least this season, when I see a 20 plus point spread, Right, coming. I'm like, I don't know that we can do that. But against this team, um, with the way that we were throwing the ball around the field, I do think that we can defend much better. It's a more traditional offense, and I feel like that our defense, or sorry, our offense will be able to um, do similar things mm-hmm. to their defense. So I feel pretty good. Thirty-five, fourteen. I'm gonna lock it in. Thirty-five, fourteen. Okay. Nice. Um, I yeah, this is one where I do. I feel like things are lining up nicely for us. Um, and again, just especially with like just the attrition that they've got on defense, right? Um, and they're especially the. We just saw this emergence. We found our quarterback uh, last week, and both their starting corners are out, <laughs> or you know, or have opted out. Um, so that's definitely making me feel good. Um, I think 14 feels right for them as well. Um, I'm just going to go a little bit under you. So I'm going to do a, a win, but not cover. I'm, I'm going to go 31 to 14. So we're, we're, we're similar, but four, 14 sounds right for me to them. I don't, I don't see, I don't envision a shutout. Um, I don't know. I think they'll, I think they'll, they will still score some. So. I I mean, after all, it is a Bobo offense. So I figure they'll at least get some junk garbage time touchdowns, if nothing else. If they, you know what I mean? If they can't get anything done, we'll we'll pull pull starters kind of thing, get some reps in at the end of the game, which I really, really hope that we can get some some defensive depth going here with the the reps. I think, I mean, I think Kirby even said it like, you know, the – the downside of not playing these these uh, directional schools and things like that, uh, yeah. and Georgia Tech, you know, I, I kind of classify that in that um, <laughs> arena as well. So, sorry. I like I hey hey we don't even have to play them this year, so I'm <laughs> you, know, you can make as many tech jokes this season as as you want. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how how are you? So it is it is Thanksgiving, and folks who are listening may have already had their Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, how 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 are you preparing the turkey this year? Uh, I'm going to be baking. I'll, truth be told, baking. I'm not a huge yeah yeah. I do a little brine and then uh, an oven roasted scenario. I don't have a smoker right now. I need to get I need to. I'm actually a little disappointed in myself. I almost pulled the trigger on a on a smoker earlier this year, but I didn't. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been smokerless for a while, but I kind of want to get back into it. Um, but well, if you I'm need get... any advice, uh, if you're choosing one, you, you feel free to run it by me. Dogwood, <laughs> dogwood DIY. <laughs> yeah, th- this episode has been brought to you by Dogwood Nation. You can check it out at dogwoodnation.com. Full disclosure, that's my uh, my DIY website. <laughs> so I, I I am gonna smoke one, and I haven't. Uh, I haven't smoked. Oh, this will actually be my first one on the egg, uh, where I smoked a, a smoked the whole turkey. 
Um, first first so, time? How long have you had it? Well, on the egg. So, and because we're usually, well, that I've done it. So, usually we're uh, out of town for Thanksgiving. Um, and so, like last year, we did smoke a turkey, um, but we were at Fripp. Um, and my brother and I, my brother in law and I did it. I, he did it. I like helped him followed the instructions that he gave me. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> it's not an egg down there. Um, so, we did like two small turkeys. Um, for that. So yeah, this is my first uh, solo whole turkey. Cause the last time I smoked a turkey, I just did the breast. Cause we did, um, we did yeah. the dual turkeys. We had a, a turkey competition. Kim baked mm. a turkey and I smoked a turkey and it wasn't really a competition, but we kind of made it into one because we're like that. Um, well, who won? The, the consensus was that the smoked turkey was better. I will say. Yeah. That. Smoked so. turkey is very good. Yeah. Turkey. Are you gonna are you gonna brine it and all that kind of jazz? I am. Yeah. So I'll brine it overnight Wednesday night, um, and then just get up early uh, Thanksgiving Day and smoke it. Mm. That's the plan. That's the plan. It's the, all right. Uh, it's, it's my god. It's my god. A smoked turkey. God, <laughs> <laughs> a smoked turkey. Uh, uh, did you just see what he did? <laughs> uh, he just ran right through to twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh too good well i i hope i hope your baked turkey uh turns out well uh, hope, uh the sides, hope the sides are excellent hope everyone uh gets to take naps after eating said turkey uh absolutely watch, watch, sit around and watch some football uh what try, are try, try to feel week? try to feel normal well the egg bowl is this week uh, they, they actually got to keep their traditional date um, of, mm. of, of playing this week. Um, so that's their, the, uh, so the big one in, in my family. So on, on Kim's side, I mentioned they are from Washington state. Um, was my it father the, the, went, went to UW, went to Washington. Um, so Apple cup supposed to be Apple, this weekend, yeah, but the they had, uh, that has been canceled slash postponed. Um, yeah. What is uh is the Iron Bowl this weekend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the. Are Iron they playing Bowl. that? They are yeah. playing that. Okay. okay. Allegedly, allegedly yeah. the Iron Bowl is going on. I meant like uh, when I was when I was asking like what games are on. It looks like oh, Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, like Thursday, Friday. It looks like Oregon, Oregon State's on Friday. You got Notre Dame. Notre Dame's playing UNC. That could be a good game. Interesting. I didn't even. I did not even know that. Iowa State, Texas are playing on Friday as well. Let's see. I, I don't even, and I have like no idea what the NFL uh, game is yeah, like on Thursday. But it's, but it's the NFL. Who cares? Yeah, I watch the NFL on uh, Thanksgiving Day though. I'm just kidding. It's on, I know and then I end my, and then I usually end the evening with the Egg Bowl. Okay, over under point five. Old Miss players celebrate by peeing on uh, the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zero. Holy cow. Holy cow. Under, I'm going to go with the under on that one. And 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 that and that is why we have uh, Matt Luke as our offensive line coach. <laughs> that, <laughs> that loss ended his career. Ouch. At Old Miss. Oh man, I really so hope anyways. that the offensive line has a has a better showing this weekend because they they really need they really need it because 
again, it would, it would jive with the inconsistency that we've seen all weekend or all, all season. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, all man. Right. Well, yeah. Happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. To you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to anyone listening. And uh, we will uh, be watching the Bobo on Saturday. The Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> We get a trophy for that. (laughs) There should be one. There should be one. And it obviously will say run the dang ball Bobo on it. Clearly. Run the dang ball Bobo. Uh, All right, man. Go dogs. Go dogs.